It is great to have you here. Please hit like and subscribe. Wake up with Damon and Larry. I hope it's a show that you like because more of it is going to be coming your way. I can promise you that. Larry and I will have some announcements next week from Las Vegas. We need the proper backdrop to announce a few things that we are going to do. Um, and look, it's, it's going to be an awful lot of fun. Let me ask you a question here, Larry. A uh, little random test. Look me in the eye. Look me. Look straight in your camera. I don't want you to be looking at uh, any 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 game logs or any, any. I don't want you googling anything. Are you ready? Here's your question. Yes. yes. <clears throat> what is Debo Samuel's single game highest rushing total from this year? Oh, from this year. From this year. Uh, Debo Samuel's season high rushing total. Sixty-two yards. I would have been in that neighborhood myself. Definitely north of 50, definitely under 100, somewhere in that, you know, 60 to 75, 38 yards. 38 yards is the biggest rushing day for Debo all season. It came in week two against the Rams. Now he's averaged 6.1 yards per carry in the regular season, but he only toted it 37 times. He has not run the ball very well in the postseason, but if you're asking me which 49er weapon probably holds the biggest responsibility in terms of confusing Steve Spagnolo. it's Debo Samuel. And I think that if Debo has a really big, like Debo, if, if so it'd be stupid if we're betting Niners have won, who's your MVP, right? It'd be stupid to place anybody in front of Brock Purdy because that's just the way the league works. MVPs are for quarterbacks in the regular season, in the biggest game. That's kind of how it works necessarily shouldn't but it is christian mccaffrey it's got to be right up to bat but i actually think it's debo samuel debo samuel might be the second most likely to have been named mvp in a winning effort from the 49ers if they win this game because i just think he's got to be he needs to touch this ball 15 times which is going to be more touches than he's had in any game in years right i mean he he needs to be all over this game plan, and he needs to be really effective for the Niners to win this game. 38 rushing yards his season. He's got to be 50 in this game. If Debo runs for 50 in this game, I think the Niners win it. Um, it's an interesting thing. First of all, he was the MVP, the betting MVP favorite at halftime of Niners Chiefs last time, four years ago. He had a great first half. He only touched the ball twice in the second half. Uh, but if you want to bet who was going to be the Niners Super Bowl MVP at halftime or who was, it was going to be Debo. Um, Debo was the favorite. I'll give you a couple live uh, dogs. I mean, you're right. It's if the, it's it's Purdy, it's Mahomes, right? Um, if you want to really bet the favorite and try to win. But if you're looking for like, you know, that that prop where you you make a killing, Right, you're looking for the longer odds. You're yeah. looking to make a play here. I'll give you two names. Nick Bosa, who's going up against Juwan Taylor. Bosa and Bosa's, you know, coming off, you know, he's flying right now. He's flying. And he, if you told me that Nick Bosa got three or four sacks in this game, would not be shocked at all. One two last time a defensive end was named MVP of a Super Bowl. Yeah, it doesn't happen very much. Doesn't happen very much. I'll give you though the other one that's even a even a bigger wild stab, but it's a great option. Jair Brown. Why? Because Jair Brown is a productive interceptor, and he had ten picks in college the last couple of years. 
he he's got a crazy nose for the ball. By the um, way, Von, Miller, Von Miller was MVP. Chris Wall, you got that. You're right. Von Miller, yeah, in the game here. Uh, but Jair Brown would be a great a great uh, option because if you told me that a couple balls popped up into the air and Jair Brown picked them off. I would not, that would not surprise me either. He's got a great nose for the football. He's very physical. He could wind up in a game like this where they throw it to Kelsey quite a bit. Um, I could see him with 10 tackles and I could also see him with two picks. So, so, I mean, he, he could be a real sleeper candidate for MVP. The focus of my 11 a.m. show on my channel this morning, Larry, is going to be hey, diddle, diddle. Let's appreciate George Kittle. I think George Kittle has got a a chance to enter this conversation as well with a yep. big. I mean, he. Uh, if you're looking at where the you know everyone says everyone that I've talked to every blog post you read where where is the weak link to attack? It's the linebackers on Kansas City, and if George can find himself matched up on a linebacker, that should be burnt toast. That should be. Well, burnt I don't toast. know if I would agree uh, that that uh, their linebackers are weak because Bolton flies. Willie Gay flies, but if he gets on Tranquil, I believe the uh, Notre Dame kid, maybe mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's a good matchup. Drew Tranquil on Kittle. The only thing I would say on the Kittle front, he didn't practice yesterday. He's got a toe injury. If it's a turf toe, that's a big problem. If it's, we'll we'll have to monitor that. There'll be lots of questions about that because the Niners are basically almost 100 healthy. So there's going to be lots of questions as we get closer to kickoff about the status of said toe. But if his toe is is healthy, I agree. I think all this talk about Kelsey and Taylor Swift and you know the I, the irony could be that the other tight end, Kittle, who's more in his prime than Kelsey, could be the MVP. Kelsey has had uh, a career in just the postseason accomplishments he's had with Patrick Mahomes. He's been the the two of them in the postseason uh, are more dangerous than the two of them in the regular season. So, yeah, shutting down Kelsey and getting George Kittle to – here's the thing. I hope that the offensive line for the 49ers can do its job. And it's not going to be one of those days where, hey, it is much your job to block Aiden Hutchinson as it is anyone else's here today, George. And, boy, George took that job, and he did it well. He did. Um, but he's got to be out in the patterns. He's got to be out as a an option for Purdy, not a blocker for Purdy. Uh, and if did the, you see his block on Hutchinson? It's it's football pornography, Larry. <laughs> it was just it's it was awesome, man. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's he, again, George Kittle. If he wanted to be redrafted in this league as a right tackle, he's 30 pounds away from being a starting right tackle in the NFL. I'm going to ask Kittle today if he said anything to Hutchinson after he buried him in the dirt he did there's an actual there's a there's a a a, a bit of a mic'd up nfl moment what did he say Hutch well hutchinson used some big word and he's like dude that's a michigan word i'm an iowa guy oh, okay yeah it's pretty funny you can find it um i'll look for that yeah but it was uh dude kittle did you hear that he, i mean he there, there was an nfl mic'd up camera on Kittle in the NFC title game. And he was walking around in that bad first half and he goes up to Purdy and he's like, you know, that. 
you know what I'm going to tell them at halftime? I'm going to be like, they had us in the first half. Like that one kid who does that, that the, the video that you've seen a million times, the kid at halftime, you know, they really had us in that first half, but we knew that we, he's like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to say that in the post game. Like he's already talking about the comeback before it's even started. Did you and see how serious Purdy was? Purdy oh, wasn't yeah. cracking. Purdy no. was, Purdy was not finding that funny at all. He wasn't. No, he's, dude, he was focused as hell. He was he angry was at the way he was going. Um, but Kittle, that's the beauty of George Kittle. He's out there. Everything's going wrong. It's bad juju. And Kittle's trying to keep the team light. He's trying to keep everything focused and positive. And what a, just what an awesome teammate that guy is. Yeah. George can Kittle. I awesome. Can I tell you my Kittle story that, that was in, absolutely incredible? So I'm on family vacation three years ago. Maybe, maybe I forget exactly what year it was. It was maybe not three years ago because that might have been COVID. But it was, I think, pre-COVID. Um, we're on a family vacation and, but I'm trying to cover training camp and, and I have my son and his buddy, um, they were still in high school and they're high school varsity football players. Um, and they had their like varsity photo, something with their Northgate shirts and football and this and that. So I had them with me and I was going to have to drive like from, I think we, we might've gone down the, down the coast. And so now I was trying to go to camp. So I had these guys in the car. So I told Bob Lang, I'm like, Bob, I know you can't bring kids to camp and everything, but I got my son and his and his buddy and they're both high school football players. And I, I'm going to have to drive all the way back to Walnut Creek and then back to training camp. Can I can I just bring them with me for one day? And I promise you, they'll stand right next to me. They won't do anything wrong. And he's like, well, we don't you know, we don't let family in camp. And then I'm like, I get it, Bob. I get it. But can you just make this one exception? And he's like, all right, Krug, I'll do it for you. That's fine. But they better stand over here and not do, they better not do anything. So now they're standing off to the side on the side of the practice facility. And the players are coming out to go to go to practice. And every one of the players walks by and a couple guys wave. Kittle, who's a freaking star, comes over to these guys, shakes their hands and is like, hey, what's going on, fellas? So who do you guys play for? Cause he saw the football shirts and they're like Northgate. He's like, Oh yeah. How's your season going? Have you guys started yet? Are you in training camp? What position do you play? Oh yeah. That's awesome. Well, Hey man, thanks for coming out and checking us out. And I mean, dude took like three minutes to talk to two kids that he didn't know. Nobody asked him to talk to them. Weren't supposed to be uh, there. Weren't supposed to be there. And I mean, that's what the dude is. I mean, that's who George is. And, and, um, I remember I said something to him about it like a week or so, so later. And he's like, man, I was them like a minute ago. And I, you know, I, I was that kid. I was the guy, you know, who was super gung ho high school football player. who was at training camp, wanted to take a look for myself and this and that he's like, and I just, I, I haven't forgotten what it was like to be a high school football player. And it's like, dude, I mean, so Kittle's gold, man. He, he he's a golden person. He really, he really is. is. He lives football. He breeds football. He is humble. He's just a, yeah, he's Midwestern yeah. work ethic. Yeah. No, there's, there's, there's a ton to like about that guy. There really is. Um, and then you factor in how good of a player he is around all of these personality traits that, you know, make you attracted, not unattracted to people. Um, he's one of the best 49ers of all time. <laughs> he really is. Uh, he's, he, he's 
Today is George Kittle Appreciation Day on the Damon Bruce Show at 11 a.m. I hope you plan on tuning in. Uh, Larry, let's get to some of these. Uh, I see you got about 20 Super Chats already uh, selected yeah. and starred and put away. Yeah, let's they are. hop into the Super Chats. Let's do it right here. First one, don't be a beta, says, uh, did the Lions or Packers try to copy the Ravens game plan versus Purdy? If the Chiefs try the same, will Purdy um, will Purdy read it well? I guess. Read it well? Um, read it wheel. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I think that what, if, if there was a plan, it was, you know, crowd the middle of the field with bodies and blitz off the edges. I don't know that they blitzed off the edges, um, but Purdy hasn't, I mean, Greg Cosell was saying it. He hasn't quite looked the same since that Ravens game. So why is that? I don't know. Is it that people are reading his mail? They've made adjustments to uh, the windows he wants to throw into. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm going to need to see more. But. I would also say that the team around him has just been a little off. It's not just him. You know, it really yeah. is. It's the entire operation has been a little off kilter since that Ravens game. And they're, I mean, let's be honest, without playing their best football, they've still reached the Super Bowl. That doesn't happen very often. Normally, it takes your very best effort to win two playoff games. Home, road, doesn't matter, to reach a Super Bowl. And the Niners have kind of gotten away with football murder on their way to Las Vegas. They really have. So um, it'd be great to see them bust out in the Super Bowl. That's for sure. Finally, it all just clicks. And like you always like to say, they just fire Larry. That's oh, exactly what we're looking for. That's what oh, we're looking Could for. you imagine if it was just a blowout? Yaz Williams. So according to Cam, there can only be one game changer per team. Extremely flawed logic. Yeah. Look at the what the look at the guy with his hat. I think there's more flaw there than anything. William Parker drops uh thank you. a deuce. Thank you, William. Uh we'll get this one from Run the Ball Kyle, <laughs> which is a great one. He says the D-line is what it is at this point, and this game will depend on pressuring Mahomes. What does Wilkes have to do? Are we back to rushing five or blitzing? Um, Larry, I would, it, it, I'd be okay with blitzing. I would be okay. I know people say, oh, how can you do that? I, I think that you're going to have to, you're going to have to rush Mahomes without giving him an obvious run lane because he will take it. And, um, and then running is a, he's very poised when he runs. So he knows that any hit on the quarterback is going to draw a 15 yard penalty. And that's probably why he doesn't get down until late because he's probably trying to draw hits because he's an old fashioned tough guy. I mean, Jimmy Ward hit him hard at the goal line in the last Super Bowl. And he like laughed. He's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. So I think Mahomes is trying to bait defenders into personal fouls. And I think he understands that running is a huge weapon that he has now. So I would say you got to rush him, but um, you know there's going to be times where you got to send extra guys at him and speed him up sporadically. You almost got to play man blind slide uh, from the from the blind side. Like it, this is a blitz at your own risk Super Bowl if there ever was one because both of these quarterbacks' numbers get better against a blitz than they are in other places. So. It is uh, it's it, the right picking the right moment, the right time and making sure it's coming. You know, the blitz is coming from the ear hole, not the eye hole is how you maybe get to Mahomes. And when I say maybe get to Mahomes, I really mean it. Sacking Patrick Mahomes in the postseason is a Super Bowl unto itself. It doesn't happen. 
Um, so it might be a question for Wilkes today, Steve. With a quarterback like this, how is how important is it for you to disguise coverages? You know, so that he you're showing him one look, but actually rotating into a different look. Right. They did it a little bit against golf, Damon, where they showed a man look and and drifted into a zone. And he thought they were in man and they were in zone. So um they can do it. They don't do a lot of it, but Alex Smith kind of made the point that the Niners defense is too simple for Mahomes to decipher. Um, I'm sure Steve would take offense to that. So we'll, may, I may, may want to ask him about that too. I mean, here's the thing, the luxury of playing very straight up without a lot of gimmicks or disguise is only a luxury afforded to teams who have a defensive line who's getting home and putting pressure with four. The 49ers' entire concept of the way that they want to play doesn't work if they're not getting pressure with their four-down defensive linemen. So adjust to that, maybe even put a fifth man with a hand in his dirt because Niners have had success in that defensive front too. And um, just here's the thing. It's important that Steve Wilkes plays the game in front of him, not the game he planned to play. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, you got to have a plan, but you got to be able to react in real time, no doubt. And and you know they say if you match up, you play man. If you don't match up, you play zone. The Niners have always played a lot of zone. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if they feel like they can play some a mix of zone and man. Joseph Redesco says, "Damn, did a hell of a job in that interview debate with Nick. Real good stuff from both of you, and you represented us Niners fans well. I've yet to check it out, but I will because I'm going to probably do a little reaction." video to it what, so what was the highlight of your uh, nick wright extravaganza so i think the highlight of it is both of us believe two different things and we both made decent arguments as to why we believe what we believe i think that nick is misguided and a lot of his beliefs are in presumptions and evaluations of what used to happen with jimmy and what remains happening um, and he doesn't exactly have the same standard applied to the Kansas City Chiefs, who were very successful with Alex Smith before it became Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I do think I mean, if you walk away from it with anything other than, hey, there's a reason why that guy gets paid millions of dollars to talk about sports on TV, you're kind of missing it. Like it, you might disagree with him, but at least you understand why he believes what he believes a little bit more. And then maybe the biggest takeaway, the only time I like raised my voice during the conversation against Nick with Nick. And that's the thing. It wasn't against (laughs) conversation against Nick. Right, right. That's the thing. This wasn't about ownage. This wasn't about winning the debate. It was about two people talking about why they saw things differently. Um, You know, around the horn has turned every single sports conversation to like, well, who's scoring the most points here? Who's winning this sports conversation? Um, you got owned. Oh, you got all oh, He owned you, dude. Oh, he owned you. You owned. <laughs> I don't think anybody owned anybody in this conversation. I think it was. Here's what I think. Here's what you More think. More of a rent to own. Yeah, it's we leased this conversation out <laughs> to the both of us. Um, the only time that my voice though raised was when he 
basically we were going through the, all right, let's name them. Who are the quarterbacks in this league better than Brock Purdy right now? And as we're going through that list and it's unfolding, he's like, all right, if that were the conversation, I'd be able to have this conversation a little bit better. And I was like, Nick, it's your show. You're in charge of the conversation. You can have any conversation you want to have about anyone, any way you want to have it. So don't blame the conversation on the way you're talking when it's up to you to pick the what you're talking about, you know? So, right. um, so who, who did you guys have in front of Purdy? Mahomes, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Lamar. Um, you know, we, we, Lamar, we debated, does Herbert belong there? I don't Bur believe Burrow. I, I yeah, Burrow made the list. He was a late entry. I kind of forgot about him because he's a Bengal and we don't think about the Bengals unless you're on to Cincinnati that week. Um, I, I, I told him I don't think that uh, Trevor Lawrence is better than Purdy. Um, I mean, it's a small. Here's the thing: he, he isn't. He be, he began. Nick began by saying, "Look, I don't hate Brock Purdy. I just think he's you know somewhere between the 12th and 14th best quarterback in football." But then when we were both agreeing on who might be better than him, we only got through like four or five names. So right there, Nick was you know kind of copping to maybe he's underestimated the guy in a little bit. And I just said, Nick. The fact that Mr. Irrelevant is now, in your most harsh opinion, a middle-of-the-pack, pretty good quarterback, like that right there is enough to be like, wow, what a story. Yet all you do is want to talk about what isn't the story instead of focusing on what is the story. Well, how about this? How about this? We can debate this all kinds of ways, but there's no debating Brock Purdy's a top-10 quarterback in the NFL, and he was the last pick in the draft. Top 10. I mean, there's no doubt. I, pr I probably have him six, seven, eight, somewhere in that range, but who cares? Somebody could have him uh, eight, nine, 10, whatever, but he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Look he at is. it this way. How about this? No matter where you have him, you bump him up at least four places. If he is indeed a Super Bowl champion two weeks from now, that beats Patrick Mahomes. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, the guy who is outside of the top five, maybe moves inside of it. Or if he's outside of your top 10, he'd have to move inside of it. If he's outside of your top 20, there's no way that you could say a guy who just, oh, another thing that I said to Nick is, look, Nick, I watch your show. And one of the things that you always do, like I I tried to think if I were Nick Wright arguing for Brock Purdy, how would Nick Wright go about that? And he would dive into the numbers if he was trying to prove his point that Brock Purdy was better than critics are saying. And he would put up the silhouette of one player, the silhouette of another player, and you don't see their jerseys and you don't see their faces. And then he just put their stats underneath them and you say, who's better? Who's better? So if we did that with Brock Purdy against just about any quarterback in football this year, Brock Purdy looks better. So how come right. the how come your go-to let me prove a point? that you use all the time on your own show to prove your own points is a point that you won't even bring up because it might prove what you're trying to dispute. Right. So trying to disprove. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that said that he's better than Herbert and a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, and I'm just pointing to the fact that Herbert just doesn't win. Um, and then there are, other, I mean, I did a show with the coach. He's like tan. He had Tannehill better than him. I'm like, come on, coach Tannehill. It's not better than him. Yeah. We talked about is Tua. Is Tua better? Is Tua no. in a better situation? We talked all about that. Tua doesn't read coverage the way Purdy does. So, so I, I think it was interesting. I hope you check it out. Um, the, the, the video's doing incredibly well. It's got a, a lot of traction. So um, I thank Nick for his time. The guy's got 
you know, a lot of people pulling him in a lot of directions. It was nice to talk to him and catch up with him, and he's doing well. Glock Holiday says $5 for putting up with Nick Wright. There you go. Uh, Lawless Light says, who are your top four or five candidates for MVP? I think we already went through it. We did. Uh, Purdy, Kittle, Bosa, Jair Brown. You got Jair Jair Brown. Look at it this way, Larry. If you really think that Jair Brown. I I do. You you got to put fifty dollars on that at a window, and you will. You what do you, what do you think the odds are that Jair Brown be MVP? MVP of the Super Bowl, a rookie safety. Uh, I mean, I might, even, Larry, he might not even be on the board. No, he's on the board. I think he's got to be on the board. Um, but what do you think he could be? I mean, what's the big? I mean, because they they limit those things. I mean, as far as. Um, I mean, that really is a stab in the dark, but I might put 20. Let me just really quick here. MVP. Super Bowl MVP. See if you can look it up. I think I might throw a 20 spot on Jair Brown. Okay, so look at it this way. Travis Kelsey, right? Travis Kelsey is plus 1,400. That's 14 to 1. Right. Um, George Karloftis is plus 10,000. Chris Jones is plus 10,000. So I would guess that Jair Brown would be going off at like plus 20,000, Larry. (laughs) Uh, There's just... That would be awesome. Make it, make, uh, you know, thousands of dollars off uh, the MVP. Um, Okay, we got this one from Flav. What's up, Flav? says, Lair Bear. You predicted Niners 28-24. Do you see a game-winning drive, game-winning stop, or a late, meaningless Kansas City touchdown to make it closer than it was? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking this is uh, 49ers are going to get on top. I'm going to say 28-17 with a late touch. Um, but a lot of people think it like a lot of people think it's going to be low scoring. That's going to be a defensive battle. But I don't know. I don't know. It's a fast surface. James Foster said Eric Johnson and Jessica Simpson are better than Kelsey and Swift. Former well, I always tight end. Jessica Simpson was hotter than Taylor Swift, that's for sure. Dude, peak Jessica Simpson, like Jessica Simpson doing that MTV show with Nick Lachey in her Dukes of Hazard days was... Didn't she do a, sh- a movie with Dane Cook? About, like, working at a Costco? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. and that's uh, It movie. was awful. It's the last movie she was ever cast in when they realized, oh, outside of looking pretty and smiling, there is, there's not a lot of an actress here. I can't believe I saw that. Uh, Flavor underscore reborn restorations. I watched the Chiefs game a couple times now. Lamar was not good. Nerve even. Uh, was it nerve even? Brock will have a better shot, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the game plan of Todd Munkin when you're the number one rushing team in the game and you run it is they they had six carries to running backs and they threw it 39 times. That's not Lamar's game. By Munkin the way, should have known that. The game was 17-7. An assist from Mike J in the chat. Employee of the month is the that name of it. that movie. That was it. <laughs> Uh, there's somebody who owns that probably Aaron lost says field will be shortened with kickers in a dome. God, I don't even want to think about Jake Moody. Just let's just hope that everything goes well. It's going to stripe it, Larry. Don't worry let's, about let's it. Let's not even talk about it. He's got it. Lifted. Mike says, what do you think of what Jed said about Brock? I think it's really interesting. He won. He volunteered it. Uh, two, it's really interesting that Kyle pulled Jed aside and said, 
hey, man, we got to have a talk. We got to have a talk. But it's also really interesting because it reveals that Shanahan and the powers that be had major, major doubt. The fact that Jimmy G, that he liked him over Jimmy G was nothing. They were moving on from Jimmy G anyway. It's the Trey Lance angle that makes it so interesting that Kyle Shanahan and the 49er brass had doubts about Trey Lance before Trey Lance ever started against the Bears in his first career start. They had doubts about Trey Lance before he ever started a game. So that tells me that either Trey was terrible in the meetings, terrible in practice, didn't have um, NFL accuracy, didn't. How did he get drafted, I guess, would be my. How was he your choice with other quarterbacks available if it was that apparent that early? Exactly. Where did you get the evaluation that wrong? And what didn't you ask him to do in the evaluation that he then did do once you got him on your own practice field? And did Kyle Shanahan like actually like run off and vomit at one point? Like did did Kyle Shanahan realize like I might have just drafted the reason why I get fired in this league? Like I mean, what was the? I think it's the lack of accuracy arm strength and mobility, but didn't you, why wasn't that on the field? Why wasn't that on the field? I think they fell in love with Lance as a person and were, and they, their evaluation was based on a projection. And then when they actually got him on the field, they realized, man, the arm strength is pretty ordinary, man. The motion is pretty inconsistent, man. The accuracy is really spotty and there's not that second level mobility. Yeah. He's, he's more North Dakota fast than he is NFL fast. It's also why you don't draft guys super high out of the FCS because you're not watching them against the best of the best. You're watching them against glorified, you know, high schoolers and future accountants. Um, that's that's really it. Dale says, bring up Brock's leadership qualities just one time. Can you imagine the size of the stones he has to have on this team? Not mentioned enough, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, when I asked the other day, why has he got so many bags? Why is he bringing so many bags to a home game? Why does he have two pieces of luggage walking into his own home locker room? And someone said, well, that's where he keeps his massive balls. <laughs> Maybe he was planning a, a vacation. Cheese Leong says, hey, there you go. Just just dropping a tenner on us. Thank just you very dropping much. Dropping a ten. Throwing a penny. Make it a ten spot. Paul Coffey, imagine if Brock went full Fitz Magic. Yeah. Where's Brian Allen? Pointing at the corner like Fitz, Fitzpatrick did that one day. Strawberry reacts. Jed stood up in the Super Bowl with a lumberjack level beard, beard. and just gold chains. seriously um strawberry reacts jed's story fits with the story of mike shanahan telling brock to be ready he was going to get his shot yeah um lance z's zs says lance competition in the summer of 2023 was never real kyle had his mind made up uh per brock's quote on brady yeah i think that's probably true well but here's the thing do you think that that Kyle was giving token starts to a player he knew would fail him. I don't believe so. I no. I just think that he had inc- he had uh, indications that that this was not the guy. Right. His gut might have been telling them that, but then he needed to see for himself. Right. Let's put him out in action, and he got a small sample size due to the broken ankle. 
And well, here's the other thing that nobody brings up the Niners. One thing that nobody brings up, the reason that Kyle had to have that conversation in 2022 with Jed is because they had committed $3 million of Jed's money to Nate Sudfeld, and they weren't going to keep a fourth quarterback. So they were going to sign Nate Sudfeld to a $3 million contract at the beginning of the offseason. And then right at the end of the offseason and with the beginning of camp or the beginning of the season, they were going to you know, wave goodbye to that $3 million. And I think out of respect for what $3 million actually means, I think he wanted to tell uh, Jed, hey, you know what? This kid's got a future, and that's why we're saying goodbye to the $3 million. Believe me, there were lots of media people that were doing the, um, you know, the addition and subtraction and saying to me, hey, they're cutting Purdy and they're going with Sudfeld. Why? Because they've invested $3 million in Sudfeld. And I was like, I don't care. If they've invested seven million in Sudfeld, his ass is cut, and they're going with this kid. Right, three million dollars um, is what the Niners will make from just parking in Blue Lot today. So, like, that's not that big of a deal. Right, exactly. Lifted Mike's says, "Did you see Bethard going to the Jags? Got us the Purdy pick." Yep, yeah, it was a it was a compensatory selection for losing C.J. Bethard. The irony. You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> I told you I was going to make this team a champion at one point. Here we go. I made an impact, Jed. I told you I would make an impact. I have made said impact. Uh, Rick, Ricky Williams. I have a feeling in this game, Christian will not go out. Stubborn mentality. Hopefully it won't hurt the team. I want Mitchell to eat. Kyle, step up. Eli Mitchell will not touch the ball unless something happens bad to Christian. Christian if, look at it this way. If we saw Christian McCaffrey get overused throughout regular season games, he's not coming out of the Super Bowl unless he's hurt. Yeah. Flav, uh, flavor under, underscore reborn restorations. If the D line gets home often, we win. I agree. James Foster you used to be able to get a plus one press pass as a media member before nine 11. Thanks a lot. Bin Laden. Didn't think there was going to be a bin Laden reference in the chat today, but there you go. If you had, if you had the, uh, the prop bet that had bin Laden mentioned in this, uh, wake up edition, Go to cashing window, huge go to the window. That was go. plus twenty thousand. Yeah, I mean there there was very little chance that Bin Laden was would uh, squeeze in here today. Carlos MVP, you had that. I'll cash that ticket. <laughs> <laughs> let me get uh, let me get uh, ten on uh, Carloftis, a little bit on Jair Brown. Here, here's a five spot on Bin Laden. Yeah, let me get a a saw buck on a safety being the opening score of the game. Uh, let. <laughs> I'm going with the purple Gatorade and under on the anthem. All right. Uh, Reba's going to get that anthem done in no time. She's not going to mess around. That's just, I, that, I can't even, the fact that that, Jay Cornegay says that at the beginning of the Super Bowl, it's like there's so many things going off with big money props that people are just reacting to everything. It's amazing in the in the sports books. Jack Parada says, have fun in Vegas, Larry. Enjoy a few brews for me. Looking forward to all of your content. Go Niners. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate you, bro. Um, Herbie Holland says, so pretty scared to pull the trigger and the defensive line sucks. Sounds like a Chiefs blowout. Uh, I, I would almost guarantee it's not going to be a blowout. I don't think Purdy's afraid to pull the trigger. Blood Moon, Damon, Larry, do you think Brock Purdy has been angry with himself about the display that was put on against the Ravens and everything leading up to it has not been satisfactory in his eyes, hence his stern display? Yeah. I just think, 
I just think he wants a win. Well, that's the thing. I don't I don't think he is happy with the way that he's played, and he knows that he needs to play better, and he knows that if he does play better, this team can be a world champion. So it's very serious. Every, there's no element of this that isn't the most serious football game you'll ever play in. So I'm glad that he's in that mode. I, I really am. The guy is referenced. We'll see when it's all said and done. He is planning on winning the Super Bowl. I don't think there's any doubt. Now, I'm not saying he's cocky. I'm not saying he's guaranteeing it, but I guarantee you, as somebody who has talked to the guy that he is planning and picturing winning the Super Bowl and being up on that stage. He's Be referenced. Be the ball, Danny. No, 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 he, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's referenced. We will see when it's all over at least five times this year. Yep. That's a guy who's planning on winning it all. Not no, saying no, he's no, going no. to, but that's no, the no, 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 no. Paul Elliott Hughes. Where's the best place to get Super Bowl tickets? Um, a you place, accountant. yeah, a place where there's at least $20,000 of cash. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, if, how about this? If you don't have your Super Bowl ticket right now, chances are you're not going. Could you imagine there's always that circumstantial person who gets in a major fight with his girlfriend? Like, you know, they drank too much in the pregame and they've got money to burn and they're standing out front and she's storming off and the relationship's now hanging by a thread and you're just there to catch the guy's tickets on his way out. He's She's running off. The guy's holding two tickets. Thank you, Debbie. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, did you see the Guy Haberman video of the sweet prices in the, uh, in, in the, you know, one of the end zones got the nightclub built into it, right? I mean, you got $5 million tables, basically. That's incredible. <laughs> I got into a Andrew Dice Clay uh, um, show in Reno in 1990. Because a guy got into an argument with his girlfriend. The tickets were going for like 120 each. And all of a sudden the girl like storms off and the guy's like, oh, and he kind of has a shoulders look. And I'm like, bro, I'll give you, I'll give you 20 for um for your for your tickets. You're not going. And um <laughs> and and he's like, 20 each. And I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, man. All I got is 20. And he was she was storming out. And he's like, fine. He gives me two dice clay tickets for 20 bucks. There you uh, go. Yeah, there you go. You got to be Johnny on the spot. Uh, Mesro 01. Purdy gives me posy vibes after, especially after getting that Toyota endorsement. That's right. He's got a national Toyota deal now. And Herbie Holland said this regional? game. Will... I think that's more regional than it is national, but I know like... it's actually national. According to our good friend, um, uh, who's the business sports biz guy that we've known for years. Uh, he used to be on ESPN member. He's he's the the guy who does the sports biz, uh, Darren Ravel. Darren okay. Ravel. Let's try to get him this week. By the way, he's a good buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna email him. He'd be fun to talk to. Herbie Holland says this game will be won by the defensive line. Period. If you can silence Mahomes, 49ers will win the Super Bowl. There's no silencing Mahomes with your defensive line. The man has has been sacked once in I believe three postseasons. Yeah. All right, that does it for us. You got a big thing coming up in five minutes, huh? I do, and in just a little bit, I'm going to be uh, – it's either happening like right at the top of the hour or something has happened and they're going to push me back to the middle of the hour. But I'm coming up with JT the Brick on Jim Rome's show, um, the, 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 the radio show and the TV show. That is happening. 
Uh, I've already been told there's something wrong with their Zoom, so we're just doing a phoner. You're not going to see me on the Jim Rome show today, which is going to make the appearance even better, if you don't mind me saying. I was never <laughs> supposed to be in front of the camera. Um, but, Larry, needless to say, we've had a hell of a journey all season long. Wake Up continues to grow like wildfire, and it will continue to do so uh, regardless of what happens in this Super Bowl. The fact that our journey together involves now a journey to Las Vegas together is going to be an awful lot of fun, and I think that we're probably going to do a better job covering this Super Bowl than What's the word I'm looking for? Than anybody. That's right. That's you know. I think we're going to have a hell of a time doing this, and I'm really looking forward to doing it with you. And uh, tell Kevin to strap in because Vegas is a monster, and uh, we're going to have a really, really good time. So thank you very, very much. Like and subscribe, everyone, on your way out today. And I, I just want to remind you that if you can put $100 on Karloftis to win the Super Bowl MVP, that could be a big payday. That could be, That's a kind of a bet that only the GM who can insisted on drafting guys with just one ACLs, most are looking for two. I only needed to see one. There's an option for you. <laughs> you know, that's such a great point, Chet. And I just want to say this. I'm, in my dream scenario, I'm driving down the strip in my Miata. Tom's in the back seat. I've got Tate up front. And I'm saying, let's go. Let's go, Niners. And I'm leading cheers the way I used to lead them when I was at USF as a cheerleader. I loved it then. I love it now. I, I just picture the Miata just in, just in full, full, you know, we're we're only going like 15 because I don't want time to fall out. Tate's got a seatbelt on. I want to be safe, but I'm, I'm I'm driving up to people. I'm pulling over. I'm picking up girls. It's a great time. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, the only thing, only thing that could make it better is if I had some garlic fries or an ornamichis. <laughs> We'll talk to you again Monday. Wake up. We'll be coming to you live on Monday morning at 8 a.m. And then wake up. We'll be joining you Friday, 8 a.m. Live from Las Vegas next Friday, a week from right now. We hope to see you all there. Thanks so much. Enjoy your weekend. No football. It's a stress-free weekend, Larry. You know, it's totally stress-free. Um, I'll say this. If the Jacksonville Jaguars, my Jags, can't be in Vegas, I'm glad that Jed gets to be there. I've always said, Jed, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deliver you a Super Bowl. I haven't made good on that promise, Damon. I haven't made good on that promise, Lowry. But I'll tell you, the Jags are coming. You like Aiden Hutchinson? I like Trayvon Walker. Yes, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Great point brought up by Mark Graves. Poor Tom. There is no backseat in the Miata. That's a good point. We wanted to get that in there. Goodbye. That everybody. is a hell of a point. Uh, but I'll tell you, there's a trunk and there's enough room for four Amici's pizza. Uh, like extra garlic on there, Ralph. <laughs>